Hey guys, welcome to Southland Sense Podcast. This is Ben uh, McGill, and uh, today we've got a couple of new friends here with us. So, would you guys introduce yourselves? Yeah, my name is Eric Schneider. It's been a while since I've been on the podcast. David asked me to fill in because he is way too busy reveling in the fact that Pokemon is a thing again in our world. We haven't seen him for days. He's literally has not been in the office at all. He's just been running around campus trying to find the nearest Pokestop. <laughs> And I can't blame him because I'm having a blast with the game as well. And it's super, super fun. So, But glad to be back for another episode and uh, excited to introduce our real guest yes. today. The which best would guest be yet. The best guest. Really? Yes. Yeah. And Ben's been here for all of them. That makes me happy. That's true. I have been present for every podcast. That's true. So let's, let's pull back the curtain. Who are we talking about here? Stephanie Box. That's right. That's me. I don't know what How are you doing, Stephanie? I'm great. I'm awesome. <laughs> good. I'm good actually to have really you. nervous right now. You're gonna be. It's gonna be the best day ever. I don't know. Yeah. Ten, tens and tens of maybe tens of students. So that makes me we, feel really we have literally awesome. um, dozens of students. Dang. That have listened. That I bet listened. this episode eclipses hundred. Yeah. Hundreds. Hey, can you guys make me the most listened to podcast on our South and Students podcast? Yeah. Can all the girls band together and like girls rule podcast? We'll see. Yeah. Girl power. Let's do it. Me and Ben we'll are see. real glad to be a part of the girl power <laughs> yeah. right now. Honor, honorary, honorary yeah. lady. Yeah, lady it's twenty sixteen. That's right. You know, gotta give it the times here. <laughs> Awesome. Well, it's great, great to be with you guys. It's me, just a blast. <laughs> and uh, so here's the deal. Um, we have been going through um, the Bible with our team and talking about... Um, Literally, from start to finish, right? Each yes. episode. We've well, been we're, out four we're, books of the Word at a time. We right? we're, we're in Genesis 3 now, so it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's a strong start. Yeah. Um, but so we've been going through um, some of the Bible and talking about some... Um, heroes of the Bible that we love. Um, but before we get to that, um, we want to get to know you, uh, Stephanie, we get to, want to know you a little bit better. Yeah. So, um, what is your favorite summer memory or a funny one or just one that you Teenage enjoy? Stephanie. Let us into teenage. the life of teenage Stephanie yes. Box. Well, teenage Stephanie was homeschooled. Mm. So summer wasn't really that much different from the regular school year. Question. Yeah. Clarifying question. Yeah, if you're yeah. homeschooled and I'm not trying to offend anybody here. It's okay. I just don't know and I need to learn. Do you still take a summer break? You do, yeah, because you don't have to do homework during the summer. Okay, so... You're still at home, which is not much different. You're still in your PJs, not much different. Sleeping in. You're still sleeping in, yeah. You're in school in your PJs? Uh, yeah, I did. I'm jealous. I never got that lecture. Mom, if you're listening, you should have homeschooled me. So, I don't know if you know this about homeschoolers, but if you're a homeschool girl, um, you don't have, like, a wide access to teenage boys. Mm. So, when when you spot one... You kind of you make a lot of reasons to like hang out with them. Lock in. Yeah, you do. You kind of have to. So, and they're few and far between. So. Lock-ins? Yeah. Not a lock-in. You lock in on <laughs> like target, you, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. stay on target. Yeah, you lock yeah. in, you go after the target, you, you pursue that. So um, when I was in middle school, uh, my mom offered to take me to swim lessons. Where'd you grow up again? Um, a little town called Stamping Ground, yeah, Kentucky. By our friends in Georgetown, named right? After, yeah, by Georgetown, named Shout after Buffalo. Shout out to Georgetown campus. That's right, Scott County. Yeah. It's great. It's a great place to Scott grow Scott County Pride. That's right. Tractor pools, awesome. If there's, <laughs> they are awesome. Um, yeah, so I didn't care much about swimming, um, except for the fact that my family friend Travis was also going to be in the pool. <laughs> and he was so cute, tall, dark, and handsome. Mm. As tall as you can be in middle school. Um, a whopping like four five eleven. Yeah, yeah, five eight. That's generous. Four foot I know people six. People that are five eight now in, and they're in grown school? adults. 
Oh. Anyways, continue. I don't remember how tall Travis was. Height. But focus on his physical features too much. Yeah, I don't. I don't really remember anything about his character, but he was pretty cute. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we went to the pool every day together. And but on the first day, I was pretty excited. We we're going to be in the same swim class. I was like, man, all day long with Travis in the pool, same swim class. Going to be day. great. Yeah, going to be great. Going to be a great day. Mm. Um, well, on the first day, we like, jumped off into the deep end, which I never really been Holding to. hands? Or? <laughs> no, I wish. That would been my lifelong dream. Um, so you just jumped in the pool at the same time. It wasn't together. Yeah. So With other part of the, students. Part of the swim test. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So everyone in our class jumps in the deep end. Mm. And um, I'd never been to a public pool before, and so I didn't know how deep the deep end was. And I failed pretty miserably. Um, and so for the first week, uh, basically, I was failing so badly in swim class that Shannon, who is our swim instructor, was a guy, by the way, Guy Shannon. Guy Shannon. Yeah, Guy Shannon, okay. super cool guy. He had to pull me out of swim class. And so Travis got to hang with all the other ladies um, every day during swim class. And I had to be with Shannon learning, you know, how to swim. Was Shannon nice? Uh, yeah, he's super great. Super was it like great. a class uh, with kids that were younger than you at that point too, or was uh, this no, like we were all the same age? Okay. Middle, middle school, some class. I don't know if it was like a guppies class or something like that. That's insulting. They came Wait. up with a not yuppie, guppy. So like you were like a small baby? fish class. Like you know? So you were like 11, 12. I was probably 11. Yeah, I was like early middle school. Mm. When did you learn to swim? Um, okay, well, we don't need to compare. Uh, I was also a late bloomer when it came to swimming. Me too. Because, Me too. Uh, when did you learn to swim? Like I had a 14. moment. <laughs> no, but like... When did you learn? Uh, it was probably like 10, 11. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Give or take. I had a moment where I thought I drowned as a really little toddler, and that kind of kept me from ever wanting to try. And then that's when I say guppies, I was actually shot at myself because when, when I decided enough is enough, I need to learn how to swim because... I might need to survive someday and know how to swim to be able to do that. And so I said, I'm going to swallow my pride and I'm going to start swimming lessons. But I also would have failed the same swim test that you would have taken. But instead of a private instructor at the pool, they threw me in the class with the really younger kids. Oh, and that no. class was called the guppies. So I was so, a large fish in the small pond, so to speak. But my abilities uh, were very much guppy-like. That's how I learned how to swim. Wow. So, so Stephanie, so did you like? Have you seen Travis since? Or yeah. So we're family friends. Our families are friends. Our dads work together. So yeah. Like seen. at reunions every year. Or? Um, just around the town of Stamping Ground. You ever like her? At There's the only about 600 people in the town of Stamping Ground, so it's not hard to run into each other at the local so, Sitgo gas station. So you're like in the Sitgo, and you both reach for the same like Reese's peanut butter bar and hands brush. I mean, that's what I'm like hoping. That. So I'm guessing, hoping. But you can swim now. Yeah, I can. I'm actually a very good swimmer. Sweet. Yeah. Great. And I can um, jump off the diving board, which is another skill I learned. Have you, have you um, ever, like, reconnected with Travis and maybe, like, gone swimming together? Like, <laughs> hey, look how, look how far we've come. Since I failed swim lessons? Yeah. I haven't, but maybe this will start something, you well, know? Do they Travis? do swim class reunions? Since Travis. I don't think there's homeschool reunions. Could you, like, organize, like, a swimming class reunion? I could. Reunion? Shannon, if you're out there. Travis, you're listening. Organize that. Um... The gauntlet's been thrown down. So <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's as close to a formal invitation as we're going to get today on the podcast. Dang, well, I don't know, man. I'm... I'm excited. I think it's been good. It's been a really good summer, has it not? Yeah, it's been great. We've been uh, traveling quite a bit. We've been taking buses of uh, students going to move and mix. Yeah, lots been of bus stories and uh, gross bus stories, potentially. Just, yeah. just great trips and great memories and a lot of fun. and A lot uh, of life change. It's been really, really solid. But yes. we are continuing the summer. Summer's not over. No. I know it seems we're, that way. We're in the thick of it. Yes. And so in order to keep doing that... 
We're going to continue on in our podcast series where we're learning from our different staff members. And Bing, you said that we've been talking about the Bible a lot, but mm-hmm. really what we've been doing is we've been asking each of our staff members to share who's a hero of yours from Scripture that you really connect with and what it is about their story that you connect to your life and your story. Or maybe there's no connection, but you just really admire them for what they've done. We've heard from a lot of our different staff people about the different heroes that we've had, people from the Old Testament, New Testament, really well-known people from the Bible, and also some people who maybe we haven't heard a lot of from as well. And so we're excited to keep that train rolling with Stephanie. And so Steph... Fill us in. Yeah. Who is your hero that you want to talk about from the Bible today? Yeah, this is sort of uh, a tough one for me because there's a lot of people with stories I love. But um, I think like my number one girl in the Bible is Rahab. Okay. Um, I really love her so much. And I feel like this is sort of cliche, but like after the Lord and Jesus, like I just want to hang out with Rahab someday when I'm in heaven and just like talk to her about her story because I, I think she'd be like such an interesting person to connect with. So Maybe watch yeah. Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I think Rahab would be down for that. Yeah. yeah. Think about that like in heaven someday, like we're going to get to hang out with all these people that we look up to and like, you know, like, oh man, I can't wait to sit down from Martin Luther King and learn about, man, how did you have the courage to do all this other stuff? Or I can't wait to hear from Paul and about his life or Moses and all these other heroes. But then you're like, are we really just going to sit down and share a meal and talk about this stuff? Or are we going to like hang with them like we do with our friends? Yeah, like, like, yeah, what's hang, on Jesus' sure. iPhone? Yeah, Jesus is definitely playing Pokemon Go right now. Yeah, he probably has like... iPhone 10 at this point, right? He does get them before we do. What's the thing? You have to be like a gym master? You do control gyms. Is he We're controller gonna, of I the love how we've gym? gotten back to <laughs> <laughs> that. Anyway, preach. <laughs> so, so Rahab is one of your heroes. Yeah, Rahab, so, she's my girl. Tell us, uh, just share, like maybe just for a minute, what's what's her story? If 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 you haven't, if you don't know it, maybe you haven't read it before. Um, what what's Rahab's? What's going on there? Yeah, so Rahab is this uh, girl who lived. Um, way like way 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 back in the day and she lived in this small town um and she uh she has a dicey salacious history she was a prostitute um in her town and um she was also very resourceful and like a very intelligent um woman and so she knew that her town was about to get invaded and so instead of just sitting by and like worrying about it and like living it up to the last like the last days before she died, she figured out a way to save herself and save her family. Um, and I, like what I love about that is like you just don't like you just don't give people credit sometimes. Like you look at what they do for a job or like their character and you just like miss the things that God's gifted people with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's really cool that like God gives gifts to people even if they don't necessarily like live into those. And so he gave her the gift of like intelligence and resourcefulness and courage. Um, and we got to see that play out even though she wasn't necessarily like the kind of person you think that God would choose or give gifts to. So Yeah, so then... She uses this resourcefulness and this intelligence in a lot of different ways. And I want to keep hearing more about the story because I love it as well. I think it's really, really cool about how God includes people who maybe we wouldn't think to be like the the cream of the crop necessarily, to be like these heroes from the Bible and stuff like that. But what specifically does she do Yeah, really so this is the best part. So, you know, she's a prostitute. So she has pretty um, easy access to, like, people who have easy access to her, like, men in the community, which... Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
I'm sorry, I, this is a little bit weird, but like this is a true story. So there were these two spies who were like coming into her town to like figure things out and figure out if it was a place where they could start to invade and like start to take over the town. Um, and so naturally they knew that they could like maybe like find a place in her home uh, and not be like, people wouldn't really think like raise eyebrows at that because there were men in and out all the time. And so um, they went to her home and they asked her to like help them sort of hide out. Which these guys were actually a part of God's chosen people because right. they were coming into her town yeah. to try and scout out where they were going to be heading on their way to the promised land. And God's chosen people were not supposed to hang out with prostitutes. They were not. So it was a little, you know, little eyebrows raised with the people of God, but yeah. it's okay. So then they, they roll into this town, they meet Rahab, and then what does she do for them? Right, so Rahab decides to hide them from like the people in her town who would have been looking for them so that they could sort of like scout out the town, which seems sort of shady because it's like, why are you helping people like invade your town? Um, But in return, she knew that um, like she was not a believer, like she was not a person, like a part of the people of God, but she knew that God was powerful because she'd heard a lot of stories about him. Um, And so she says like, it's cool, like I'll hide you and I'll make sure that you're okay and I'll like cover for you. But in exchange for that, when your people and the people of God like come into my community and take things over, like you have to make sure I don't die and you have to make sure my family doesn't die because we want to live. And... Yeah, so then she, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I just think there's like really cool symbolism that connects the Bible in like so many different ways. So that way when the rest of these people, because she only met the two guys from God's army, right? So like when the rest of the town, like when everybody else comes into this town, like take it over. Like, how did they know, like, okay, this is where that one lady that's supposed to be protecting us. Well, Erin, I was going to get to that. Sorry, I cut you off there. I got really excited about the story. Yeah, so um, she Rahab was, she had to have also, like, other parts of her job as well. And um, a lot of people believe that she was, like, um, a person who, like, made fabric and, like, made linens and dyed them. And so she made a scarlet cord, and she hung that in her window. And Eric sort of hinted at this. But the color scarlet is really important in the Bible because it's symbolic of, um, like, blood. So we see blood like in the Passover. We see blood like Jesus on the cross. Um, and so like we see it in Rahab too. So her story is kind of like this mark um, that shares like some symbolism with the blood of Christ and with the blood of Passover because Rahab actually ends up being the great, 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 like tons of greats, grandmother of Jesus, um, which is cool, which is a cool part of her story. So you sort of see that symbolically, like physically with the cord, um, but also like tangibly, like she really was part of the family of God, which is cool. I think that's the coolest part of this story in a lot of ways is just seeing how God uses people that on paper, there's no way that we would expect that these people would be the ones that God would use to do pretty miraculous things in his story that are like really big landmarks and milestones in his story. And I love that about the story because it's usually one that I probably would have read over at first, but then you see that this is a really, really big deal, which I think is super cool. And I I just want to know like, what is it about this story in particular that sticks out to you like in your own life and what you've learned from that and, and things like that? Yeah, I think the reason I love, like, I love reading about women in the Bible, but um, I've never felt like, I mean, like, I've never felt like an Esther or like a Mary. Like, my heart has never been, like, good from the get-go. Like, I read the story of Mary and how she just, like, like, the Lord knew that she could, like, handle this thing and was, like, her heart was so pure. And I'm like, that's just not me. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I've struggled a lot in my life to, like, have a good heart and do the right thing and 
So what I loved about Rahab is like even in this season of her life where she was um, like caught in some pretty big sin, she still feared the Lord and she still chose the Lord. And I feel like that's sort of, you know, my relationship with the Lord is sort of the same way that I don't always do things perfectly and I'm not always like like living exactly the way that I should or I have to fight to live the way that I should. But at the end of the day, like my heart still knows that the Lord is like, like the Lord, like he's the God of all creation. And like, I want to be a part of his family. And like, I want to worship him, even if there are things in my life that, you know, I still need to like fix or still things I need to like sort of get under control. Um, but what I love, like what I love the most about Rahab is that God didn't just save her life, like physically, um, but he included her. So she ended up marrying someone who was like part of the people of God. So not only did they save her, but they included her in their family. Um, and then she had spent this, like her whole life being mistreated by men. And she, um, instead of being bitter about that and like being angry about that, she ended up giving birth to a son and raising him to be like one of the most godly men, like the who that we have recorded in the Bible, and his name was Boaz, and you can read about his story in the book of Ruth, Um, but she, like, she, like, has this family that has people like Boaz and has people like Jesus, like these incredible men Mm. who treated women well. And like, she didn't just like end her life by saying like, I'm not going to be a prostitute anymore, but I'm going to like put something else like good into the world. I'm going to put good men into the world to like treat women well. And obviously we know like Jesus treated women like incredibly well. And I think that's part of the legacy that she started with her family, like coming out of prostitution. So I just, that's what I love about her. She wasn't just like a life that was saved, but she like God completely redeemed her and redeemed humanity through her story and like redeemed yeah. the lives of a lot of women, like through her story, which is really yeah. cool. That's one of my favorite things where I feel like, uh, like countless times in scripture, you'll see, um, people, they're, they're these people that, that come up in scriptures where it's not just like their life's made better, but that everything after like that moment, like gets used by God. And mm-hmm. so it becomes, it's, it's not just like, like a 180 turn, but it's like this moment where every, like a switch gets flipped and everything, everything from there becomes redeemed and everything gets better. And just uh, to see, um, like it says in Ephesians where God can do immeasurably more than we, than we can ever even like think of yeah. and we can imagine. Um, and I just, I love seeing stories that remind us of that and point us to that and where we can, we can say, oh my gosh, there's hope, there's life in that. That's really cool. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of our students who have gone through a ton of life change, like over the last year, but especially we see a lot of that happen in summer with our students that have been able to go and like see how I move or see how I mix, where they've experienced these really big things. And there's so much looking ahead, which I think is appropriate to a certain extent to figure out like what needs to change so that I can continue to put Jesus at the center of my life and everything I do. But then the cool thing about this story and like what we're talking about and like what Rahab's story is all about is that looking forward is really important to know like what it is that we're going to do and how we're going to make ourselves available to God. But that God's still going to use the things that happened in our before, before we knew Christ, and how He can continue to do immeasurably more, and to use your story and your past in a really big way to how you can minister to people, or how you can relate to people because you've been in their shoes, and how you know it really matters in a lot of ways—not just your life moving forward with Christ, but how Christ can really redeem and give a ton of value to your life that you had before you knew Him as well, which I think is super cool. Yeah, that's so good. So Seth. One last question for you. If uh, if maybe you haven't read the story before, you're not familiar with Rahab, and you want to dig into this, and you want to see what happens, um, and you want to read about this, where in the Bible can we find this? 
Yeah, you would go to the book of Joshua in the mm-hmm. Old Testament and to chapter 2 would be the main part of her story. Um, but if you wanted to go even deeper than that, you could check out um, Hebrews chapter 11, which is a list um, of the people in the Bible who lived by great faith. She's included in that. Yeah. And then in Matthew chapter 1, it's the list of all the people in Jesus' family, and she's also included in that. Man, Stephanie Box just just throwing down yeah, importance of Bible oh, knowledge man. over here, which is super great. Awesome. Well, this has been a, just a, just a great day, so and this fun. is a good time. So thank you guys for being here. You are welcome. Um, but here's the deal: we want to give you guys a way to engage and and, and give us a little feedback. Challenge time. Challenge time. Mm. Here's the deal, guys. Uh, we want to know where you're listening to the podcast. So, um, on Instagram or Twitter. Whatever your social network LinkedIn. you choose, LinkedIn, if that's your <laughs> Our thing. Facebook page, um, South Yeah, we're all over. Um, we want you to send a picture, put up a picture online where you're listening to the podcast. And then you can um, hashtag South Students Podcast and then tag uh, your campus. So that'd be SEC Students uh, Nick, if you're from the Nicholasville campus, SEC Students Lex, whatever. If you want to find us all over on social media online, the best place to start would be our website, which is southernchristian.org slash students. You can find everything there. Yeah. We would love to hear from you guys. Love to talk to you. Where do you think they're all listening from right now? Um, I would say probably the gym. The gym gets I feel swole. like automatic winner Pokemon if gyms. you post a picture Pokemon of yourself gyms. taking swim lessons at the pool. Then you're an automatic. That would yeah, be, that would, yeah. Yeah, that would win. Yeah, you have a life-proof case that you're able to listen while yeah. learning how to swim. How to, swim. to be, to be yeah. certain, we are not advocating taking your phone into the pool without the proper... You could be equipment. like waiting before your swim lessons, but... Yeah, or yeah. maybe you're mowing the lawn and you got your earbuds in while you're mowing the lawn. Or <laughs> maybe... But send us a picture yeah. where you are listening to your podcast. And then uh, tag us at South Institute's podcast podcast and tag uh you your know, campus your campus and we'd love to hear from you guys uh guys any last thoughts any anything you guys want to say man just get out there go catch them all <laughs> they're out there this is sweeping in the country in fact, i believe that most of our campuses at south and christian church are uh pokemon gyms yeah there's a gym at, at the lexington campus that i do not control that i Yet. feel like i'm probably losing the respect of my students for not controlling uh, I don't know about Lemons Mill Elementary for Georgetown. I don't know yep. if they've got one up there. Uh, Danville Campus. I don't know. I've heard yep. from Jeremy. Nope. They're, I believe they're all, uh, not that I've checked, but I believe how they're do, all. How, who determines what a gym is? You know, we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's controlling this, and they're probably stealing all of our information as we get out there and try and catch these fictional characters. But, you know, we're having a good time in the process. It's real fun. That's all that matters. It's real good. Do we want to perpetuate that? Yeah. This has been fantastic, guys. I really appreciate you guys joining us. Stephanie, thank you for sharing. Thanks, Thanks, Steph. Thanks, Eric. Just, guys, best podcast yet. Um, So, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy your summer. We'll see you soon. Deuces. Bye bye.